You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Resurrection Sunday. Are you looking for answers? A way to deal with a problem, to live a better life, to overcome anxiety? I, I, I invite you to listen for these next 15 minutes or so because I think the message of Easter has never been as important or as relevant as it is today. A man we call the Apostle Paul, a follower of Jesus, was writing to a group of believers in a place called Corinth. And he writes this in Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 12. He says, But if it is preached that Christ has not raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised Our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. If Christ hasn't been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. That word preaching is an interesting word he uses. Christianity is um, proclamation of facts, first and foremost. It's a lifestyle and principles, second. Where he says our preaching is useless, that word's an interesting word. Because when we think of preaching, we think of a monologue um, from a pastor or someone, probably from behind the pulpit, and someone teaching us how to live better lives, you know, what we should and shouldn't be doing. Uh, But that's not the word he uses here. The word he uses here is a word that also could mean the town crier. Now, 2,000 years ago, the way the news media worked was a man with a big voice would go into the square of the city, And he would cry out the important news, the facts of the day that people needed to know. Um, News bulletins today, well, they comprise of both hard and soft news. Soft news are the tips, if you like, the things that more often than not come at the end of the bulletin. They take the form of, you know, experts that have got uh, some insight into a new diet that's going to help you lose weight. Or, uh, or, or a new way that you might be able to deal with rejection or a, a way to handle your money. And it's, it's kind of take or leave it advice. You know, it, it'll help you if you lean in and listen to it and do it. But if you don't, oh, well, not necessarily the end of the world. Uh, in this day and age, they tend to lead the bulletins with hard news, right? I mean, significant facts. What's going on in the world that you need to know now? And and the kind of things that if you don't know, well, they'll overtake you anyway. Now, I should imagine 2,000 years ago, they probably didn't have any soft news at the end at all, right? Uh, There was probably no style section about what all the salubrious ladies were wearing um, in Jerusalem at this Passover. It probably didn't find a way in there at all. But they would have had the hard news, just the facts, Um, Things like, right now, of course, a global pandemic. (laughs) It's not just a suggestion. It's not something you you should try. It's It's a fact. And if you ignore it, you will ignore it to your peril. It's going to run you down whether or not you hear about it. So you'd better listen. This is what Paul meant when he used this word preaching. It's a declaration of an event. Christianity is based on the declaration of an event. It's not just wisdom 
It's not just how to live a better life, how to get on with your spouse, bring unity in your family, try to get peace in your heart and overcome anxiety or, or whatever. The funny thing is some people take it like that, don't they? They take the teachings of Jesus as well, of soft news. You know, Jesus will help you to love your neighbor. You know, Jesus will help you to uh, overcome problems and difficulties. This is not the primary message. We are about something that happened. The uh, amino acids rekindled in Jesus' body and he physically rose again from the dead. Without that idea, all your principles are useless, Paul is saying. Even the principle of Easter, which we all really love, the principle of new beginnings. The idea that uh, there is hope, no matter how bleak it gets, that there's light at the end of the tunnel. We love the principle of, uh, of Easter. All the religions, particularly back then, the Greek and the Romans, but even today, were all based around soft news. Uh, back then, they were the, the playthings of the elite. They could get together and uh, discuss ideas and principles and philosophies. And Even today, things like Buddhism, it's just soft news, really. It's you should do this and you should try that. Do this, try that, and you just might reach nirvana. But Christianity is different. It's about an event. I mean, think about the early church for a moment. I mean, it was full of slaves, social outcasts. <laughs> Why, many of them were martyred for their faith. Paul's not saying, believe in Jesus and you can be nicer people. <laughs> He's not saying... Oh, are you struggling with worry? Well, try this. You know, worry is counterproductive and self-defeating. Uh, it's not going to take you anywhere. So here's some thoughts. Put these thoughts where those worrisome thoughts were and try that way of living. He's not saying change your diet and you might have better energy. Uh, these people in the early church, I mean, they were singing when they were thrown to lions. This is not the result of soft news. This is not the result of a principle, folks. This is the result of hard news. This is the result they knew something had happened. You know that he's proclaiming truth because a philosopher would say, or a counselor would say, here's a better way of living. Give it a go and see if it works. A news person says, here are the facts. Test them. This is not fake news. I'm inviting you to fact check me. Check it out for yourself and see whether or not it's true. Just before Paul wrote those words that we just read, uh, he said this to those people who were living in Corinth. Remember, it wasn't that far away from Palestine. He said this, what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. There's our idea. This is the first big idea that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he raised on the third day according to the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas. That's Peter. Then he appeared to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, 
500 people uh, don't have an illusion at once. Uh, and then some of those have fallen asleep, he says. Then he appeared to James. Then to all the apostles. But last of all, Paul says, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. Paul wrote that around 20 years after the fact. He's saying, fact check me. Here are the people who saw it, the eyewitnesses. 20 years is not that long ago. I can remember 20 years ago. I remember the turn of the millennia quite clearly. I can remember the Y2K bug and all the hysteria around that. We thought all our computers were going to uh, go to water uh, at midnight and all of that kind of thing. I can remember it. I was an eyewitness. I was there. You can ask me about it. And Paul is saying to these people, these are eyewitnesses. Fact check me. Go and check it out for yourself. Soft news is the case for every other religion. It's try this and see if it works. But it's not the case for us. It's not the case for followers of Jesus. Something big has happened. And what has happened has changed everything. Paul would have heard Christ um, uh, when he was on the, on the earth and uh, alive preaching. Uh, he belonged to a group called the Pharisees. And they tried to catch Jesus out on many occasions. During those, those days, Paul would have thought Jesus was an imposter. He didn't see him as a good teacher. <laughs> he didn't see him as a moral, upright citizen. He saw him as a malignant cancer that needed to be cut out. He saw him as somebody who needed to be put to death. So what happened? Why was this man so violently changed? It's because he himself testifies to the fact of the resurrection. See, we must understand that death could not hold him. It does change everything because death controls everything, right? Everything is running down. Um, the mortality rate without COVID-19 in Ipswich is still 100%, you know. <laughs> one out of one people die. Even the sun that gives life to this planet is going down. It will eventually be swallowed up in death like everything else. But what we know is that Jesus swallowed death. Jesus took death into himself and he destroyed it. That's why Paul can say, where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? When you know that, you can handle any anxiety, any challenge. Because we look at the ultimate cause and we can taunt it. Because death has lost its power. If this is true, this enables us to live our life with joy. We know that all things work together for our good. I mean, even Paul said to live is Christ and to die is gain. And the word he uses there for gain is kados, it's money in the bank. Even if you kill me, I win. He understood that death's shadow was not cast over his life anymore. What an amazing moment of liberty that that brings. You know, I love ice cream in particular, I love berry flavoured ice cream. And if you were to come to me and you were to say, John, I'm going to kill you. 
But, you know, I, I don't want to be too harsh. So first, let's have some fun. First, you can have a last meal. So here's a big bowl of berry ice cream. I can tell you that if I'm eating my berry ice cream at 7, knowing that you're going to shoot me dead at 7.30, I'm really struggling to enjoy it. Um, that moment is under this huge shadow of death. But that's how most people live their lives. That's how this world is. It's under the shadow of this death. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how old you are or how healthy or sick you are. But today, because of the resurrection, we can say, death, where is your sting? The shadow of death over us has been dispelled. Paul says, if this isn't true, then everything we have to say is vain. If this isn't right, then all of our good deeds and all of our wonderful principles don't really add up to a hill of beans. The cross says this, the lower you lay me, the higher you will raise me. Do you believe this? Are you living in the reality of this? Do you lack the joy that those early Christians had? I mean, those early Christians had an irrepressible joy that ultimately overcame the might of the Roman Empire. Uh, they said to their troubles, you can't hurt me because of the fact of the resurrection. This overwhelming sense of joy that these early Christians had, even as they were being dragged off to the Colosseum, is something that wasn't based on a principle, wasn't based on an idea. It was based on a fact. That fact we can base our joy and we can base our life on today, the fact of the resurrection. Trouble, you can't hurt me because of the fact of the resurrection. Now, if you're listening to this and you say, well, that might be all right for you, you know, church people or you good people, but I'm not worthy. Paul in that same chapter, and read the whole chapter for yourself, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Paul said this, I'm the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without an effect. No, I worked, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was in me. If you think you're not worthy, I mean, Paul went around persecuting followers of Jesus. He oversaw their deaths. Paul was not worthy. But you see, that was irrelevant. Uh, this is not soft news. This is hard news. This is a fact. Jesus' resurrection is a fact. And it doesn't really matter how you feel because facts don't care about your feelings. You might not feel worthy, but the facts are Jesus was uh, crucified, he died, and he rose again in yours and my place. And he swallowed death. My feelings don't matter. You might say, I tuned in today looking for some help. Well, Christianity isn't a bunch of optimistic stories. It's actually 
hard truth. It's based upon a fact upon which you can build your life. You know the world is broken. Um, it's not what it should be. It's not what it could be. For most of us, it's not what it used to be. But the truth is, the truth is, I'm not what I could be. I'm not what I should be either. There is clearly something broken. Jesus is the door between this broken world and this perfect world. This deep down sense in which we all have that there is something better out there. Why don't you let the grace of the resurrection into your heart because it will change all of your tomorrows. If you'd like to uh, find out more about this, we're going to do an Alpha course online. Now, Alpha, you can Google it, look it up, look at uh, alpha.org. It's basically a course that tells us more about Jesus, who he was, what he came to do. It'll give you a chance to ask questions and, and uh, one of our leaders will be there and they'll be able to answer your questions and you can do this all from the privacy of your own home. If you'd like to do an Alpha course online, can I invite you to simply text the word Alpha to the number that appears on your screen. Simply text that number Alpha and we'll text you back with the details and how you can get involved in that. If you're new to Ipswich, hey, in a few moments' time, I'm going to get you to, uh, uh, to hang around if, if you can. Uh, simply, again, click the URL. And uh, that's going to take you to a Zoom room where we will be and we'll be able to chat and talk and find out a bit more about you. You can ask us questions. So if you're new to Centro or you'd like to find out more about our church, can I invite you to simply uh, click that, um, that link and that'll take you there. And in just a couple of minutes, uh, I'll be there. And I'd love to uh, learn your name, find out a bit more about you. And you can ask some more questions about us. Hey, God bless you. Enjoy the benefits of this day, Resurrection Sunday. The fact that Jesus swallowed death. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 